I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Women's Football Weekly, with Faker Others and leading guests from the world of women's football. Cuts back onto her right foot Um, and finds the net! On TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? And welcome along to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2, the only dedicated show to women's football on national radio. My name's Shaban, in for Faker Others. I hope you're having a good Monday. And the Lionesses that make it 30 games unbeaten against Japan. When you come in and you score, yeah, you make your debut and you just score in, two, in one minute. Um... I haven't seen her stop smiling yet. We'll talk about the international break as England face Norway tomorrow. We're going to hear from defenders Alex Greenwood and Lotta Wibbenmoy. It still puts a smile on your face, so yeah, I think it's probably a good time to to close the year on a positive, but we have so much to look back on and be really proud of. We're also going to talk about the Republic of Ireland and their international break. And of course, we'll preview the return of the Women's Super League this weekend. All to come on Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Women's Football Weekly with Faye Carruthers. Hi, I'm Jordan Nobbs and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Hope you're having a good one. Hope your Monday and your weekend was an absolute delight. My name's Shaban, in for Faye Carruthers, who I believe is on a flight to Qatar uh, for the Men's World Cup for the next few weeks. So it's lovely to be with you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, and remember, you can download the podcast on the TalkSport app if you miss anything tonight and listen back to all of our shows there as well. Pleased to say uh, that we have... Republic of Ireland International and Aston Villa midfielder Rusha Littlejohn on the show. Hello, Rusha. Hi, Shaban. Uh, this is awkward because we're sisters, but I'm better looking. Yeah. It's always best to clarify that. Um, but thanks for coming on um, tonight. Uh, you have some good news. It's been a big week for you when it comes to recovery. Pregnant. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, I'm not pregnant. I am actually back on the pitch. Um, yeah, so I was on the pitch three times last week. Which was um, nice and not nice because as we, as the sessions go on, they get a little bit harder. You get pushed a little bit more, and well, when you're absolutely blowing, it's just not a nice feeling. So. I, it's funny because last week we had Remy Allen also from the the injury school at Aston Villa. Um, so you must be getting farmed out to us. But she was talking about how tough it's been for her. You know, she was very clear about that that she struggled with the mental side of things because. Your body, you want to go ahead so much and your body's not ready. Have you had any low points through this injury? To be honest, I feel like I've been 
I've been quite focused because I understand that it's a wee fracture and you kind of then are told how long it will take. So you just have to be patient. The, the start of the, the injury process is about boring because you're so limited to what you can do. So you're kind of just in the gym chucking weights about. Um, so it's quite, it's quite boring, to be honest. But then I was in the gym with the likes of Remy and Sai, Simone McGill, and they both are recovering from ACL injuries. So I know they're in a lot worse position than me. So it wouldn't be right for me to be moping about, feeling sorry for myself when, in fact, their recovery is going to be a lot longer than mine. So, yeah. So did you make it your job to keep everyone entertained? I try to. I try to. I try to bring some gym bants and obviously bring a lot of good looks to the gym too. Who said that? Me. That too. Um, yeah, well, it's good to have you back. It's good to have you back running. Um, I've been watching your YouTube channel um, and watching your build up and getting back to the pitch and also the um, what's it called? The the pins in the in your Achilles. Oh yeah, yeah. What's it called again? Acupuncture. Acupuncture. Yeah. Um, it looks horrendous, but you've been getting that for quite some time now, and you show us the detail of acupuncture. Yeah, I've been getting it since I've been at Villa. So one of the staff members there, I'll not say her name just in case, um, she doesn't want to be mentioned. Um, but yeah, she's been doing it for me since I've been at Villa. So yeah, she just triggers them to like the Achilles, and then there's like we other trigger points in the leg and the toe that she'll put it in. And for me, I actually find that I've been reacting quite well to it I feel that it actually helps my recovery and um, the last couple of mornings when we get them up I've been like oh wow they've been sore but it's just because I'm returning to running so it just take a bit of time to build it back up not dommy it's, it's different from doms I've got doms too but um okay. that's another muscle parts yeah that's why I don't work <laughs> um well good to see you're back at it what, what's the prediction I mean are you allowed to give a prediction of when you think you're going to be back in Favela so I don't think we're really worried about the fracture I think that's that's healing quite well. It's basically me and my Achilles. We want to manage them and make sure they're in a good place to return to the pitch and train. So I'm going to see two weeks. Oh, wow. But it could be free. That's but we'll go exciting. with two. We'll That's see. exciting. Um, just in case you're wondering how Russia got injured, it was about seven or eight weeks ago now, Republic of Ireland against Finland in one of the many... Ten. Ten weeks ago? Ten weeks oh, ago. Geez. Um, in one of the Republic of Ireland playoffs to get to the World Cup, you were playing Finland, and it might be the fastest injury of all time. Do you know what? I think we should do a wee bit of digging into that, a little bit of research, because I feel like it's got to be literally, what, three seconds into the game, if it was even three seconds. Incredible. Oh. What an achievement. It's almost embarrassing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you need to wrap yourself up now in cotton wool because the World Cup is around the corner. Uh, Ireland are in international uh, training camp just now, as are uh, England, Wales and Scotland and the rest. Uh, for anyone I missed out there, apologies. But um, we, we need to we need to get into what Ireland have ahead of them. We'll do that in, in the next section because they've got a game uh, this evening. They've had a game over the weekend as well. So we can we can discuss that. But let's focus on um, England. Now, you're always very clear. Um, you're a bit of fun with it. You know, you've got the, the Ireland-England, Scotland-England rivalry um, going on. What? Well, 4-0 against Japan, the strength and depth that Serena has, they're a different level just now, aren't they? Yeah, well, I heard that Japan didn't actually take their full strength squad. I was expecting a lot more. No, Japan, let's let's be honest, Japan are actually a great side there. They move the ball so well. All their players are so technical. Mm. And there's a few of them coming over to WSL, so we'll get to see a bit more of them. But yeah, that's just shown England how strong they are right now. You know, they're starting 11s frightening and then... The strength and depth and the squad, the people coming off the bench, you know, you could be arguing that some of the players could be starting. I think we had that debate during the, the Euros. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's great for England right now. There's so much competition in their team and they're in a great place going up, going into this World Cup. So that'll be great for them. 
you know, they'll be ending this a year on a high and they'll just be looking to push and kick on come, come next year. It was Friday night, the game against Japan. It was in Spain. Um, just to test your knowledge, who scored? Rachel Daly. Yeah. Uh, Ellington. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fringy came off the bench and scored, like, literally. Yeah. Not first touch, because she took a touch then. Third scored. touch. Um, Everton. Yeah. Gift Park. Yeah. And who was the other one? You know what? Won the Euros for England. I, they all won the Euros for England though. Chloe Kelly? Yeah. Chloe Kelly, Kelly. right. Uh, another great goal from her. Um, no, it was they were good. I mean, they they, they ran amok as usual. Um, and then it was the opportunity for the likes of Jess Park from Everton to come in. Um, with the World Cup around the corner, I'm actually looking now and going that forward line, you know, Alessia Russo, outstanding, uh, usual from her. Um, Beth Mead, now that Ellen White's no longer there. Frank Kirby struggling ever so slightly. She's not at this camp because of injury. Um, that uh, the, the competition for places in that squad when you've got young talent like Jess Park, Lauren James also coming on, Ebony Salmon yeah. coming on, they're they're so good. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm still going to say it. I don't want to say it because I don't want to get in trouble. But I'm just looking at Rich Daly at Villa, mm. and she's playing up front, and I'm like, just put this girl as centre forward, please. She, Do you think she is the answer to getting more goals? I think. Look at our stats right now. Everyone says the stats don't lie. Everyone loves stats these days. So why are we not looking at them? Why are we not doing it? I feel like Serena will have a look at it soon. Because, I mean, you look at England defence and you can easily move Rach out of there and put her higher up. I just don't know why she's like but they're, they so be, headstrong and not doing it right now. Because Rach was also a decent defender. Yeah, but her strengths are going forward. Mm-hmm. She's she's not. She can defend when she's asked, but that's not her strength. She's better at going forward. She can link up. She can hold the ball up. She can score goals. She can assist. She's lightning quick. It's terrifying for defenders to play against. So I feel like, you know what, I'm going to say next year we will see her start to play up front. I I think if she scores a few more goals for Villa, so let's say we've got a a few games coming up. We've got Reading. Then we've got some big games. We've got Arsenal and United. And if she can score against those teams, we've seen that she already scored against Chelsea. It was a great centre forwards goal. Mm-hmm. You know, she timed up, timed her run, got in between the centre halves, timed the run to the front post, gets the ball in the net, and that's against Chelsea. That's against England centre halves. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So it's a good point. It's a good point. The only thing I would look at and say Serena Vigman doesn't have that depth when it comes to defenders. She would be bringing in the likes of Gabby George, still doesn't have that experience yet. Um, of course, from Everton as well. Lotta would been Moy, we haven't seen actually feature really for the Lionesses. She can have the odd mistake in her at club, at our club as well in the WSL at Arsenal. I've seen that once or twice myself. Um, you know, that it wouldn't be the same calibre of players at the back. And here's an interesting one. Again, going back to Villa, I don't want to, you know, annoy everyone else. Villa. Villa's podcast. But Dan Turner, English. Anna Patton. Left back. Yep, you've got Anna Patton. True. But look at them two, okay? Look at them two. But look at Dan Turner slaughtered into centre half. She's normally a, a full back, left full back. She's been playing centre half and she's been outstanding. Okay. Could someone have a eye on her? Because she's got blistering pace. She's faster than anyone in that England back line. And it's something that, you know, teams lack is pace at the back. Yeah. Could that be something to look at? But there is a lovely, I would honestly, I would still put, I, I like Alex Greenwood. Greenwood, sorry, Greenwood, Greenwood at left back. Yeah. But I know she's playing very more central these days. It's like centre back, but I just like her on the left because she can just whip that ball down the line. It's such a threat. Yeah. I don't pick the team. So who, who am I? It's a, good, it's a good thought, though. I mean, mm-hmm. and that is you've solely just focused on Aston Villa. Uh, we're going to see again more young talent coming through ahead of the World Cup. 
um, and England will be blessed with that talent. But, you know, 2023, Australia and New Zealand, I actually look at the forward line and go, you know, that home, they've got a good headache. It's a good headache yeah. to have. I hate that. But Why? Serena Wigman's headache must be an unreal headache to Brian. I mean, <laughs> she's been on Solpidine. She's been on the Solpidine for weeks now and it won't, it won't help. Banging, banging headache with all my talent. Uh, but well done uh, to England, uh, beating Japan 4-0. Like I say, I was expecting a bit more from Japan, especially with the players that we've got here in the WSL representing week in, week out. Man, Alibucci. I'm a jet lagged. Yeah. Uh, you listen to Women's Football Weekly here on Talk Sport 2. My name is Shibana Heron. Risha Littlejohn from Aston Villa and Republic of Ireland is with me. Coming up next, we'll look ahead to England against Norway tomorrow. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Fran Kirby, and you're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Talk Sport 2. Good evening, how are you? Welcome along to Women's Football Weekly right here on Top Sport 2, the only show on national radio dedicated to women's football. Risha Littlejohn from Aston Villa and Republic of Ireland is with me tonight. And don't forget, if you miss any of our shows or any of the show tonight, you need to listen again. Download our podcast now. It's available on the TalkSport app. If you haven't downloaded the TalkSport app, what are you doing? Download that now and you can hear everything as and when you want. You can take us anywhere with you, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, of course, we're talking about the international break. Another successful one so far uh, for England, beating Japan on Friday night 4-0. But this time round, tomorrow night, it's facing the mighty Norway, who last time round in the Euros, remember that night, where were you? What were you doing? You must remember what happened when England absolutely thumped Norway that nobody was expecting. You've got to remember, Norway's got one of the best international players on the planet with Ida Hegeberg. It's got Guido Wrighton, um, who's an outstanding player for Chelsea in the Women's Super League. Caroline Graham Hansen, a top goal scorer for Barcelona in England, wiped the floor with them uh, in the Euros in the summer. Risha Littlejohn is with me. Remember that night? Do you remember? Where yeah, were you? I, I was sitting in my living room, furious. <laughs> <laughs> because so many people had said but in the, the tournament that Norway were the dark horses. Oh, yeah, this I, tournament. I was one of them. I was going, oh my God, look, look at their team. It's absolutely stacked. Look at their players. She plays for this team. She plays for that team. Oh, mm. this is going to be like, no. Yeah. No. It was horrible. It was uh, you're looking at everybody as an individual, but as a yeah. as a collective, they were they were poor that night and they were stunned. I mean, I've never seen Ada Hegerberg stunned and she went into that game, I remember smiling and feeling a bit sure of herself. She was thinking we're going to watch it. I would say um, watching it, she for the for the duration of the 90 minutes, she did not give up. I mean, you're six 0 down at one point, and she was still chasing down defenders. She was still trying, yeah. and I thought that was great to see. You see, like, because she's a superstar, yeah. So she didn't throw toys at the pram. She kept trying to do what she was in control of. Um, but literally, England were waltzing by Norway, like they weren't there. It was mental. Mm. Um, just a little quiz for you: mm-hmm. Who is the Norway manager? Hegi Well done. Is it, is it actually? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's doing your homework. Um, Hegi will not be bumping into Beth Mead. You might remember when um, Beth Mead was left out of uh, the Team GB squad. Um, Hegi was the manager at that time and left Beth out. And Beth came back with a vengeance. But unfortunately, Beth Mead's been sent home from the England cap due to family circumstances. So we wish her all of the best. Um, Hegarie's in charge in Norway. Risha, do you think she has a lot more to bring to the party? She's going to tighten them up? I think it things didn't work well for her at England. And sometimes that happens. There's just different ways, different styles, and it wasn't meant to be. 
but she's a very experienced coach. So you're going, surely she will do something. I'm, I don't, I don't want to jinx this. Yeah. You know, I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm terrified from another game like that. But no, I'm sure Norway, do you know what? I think England will win the game. I think just they're flying, they're full of confidence. But I think Norway will give a better account of themselves. It can't get that bad again. It, it won't. You would think. You know? I yeah. mean, it was so surprising. It was so bad. I remember being in the car. I had been at a game down in Southampton. It was the Northern Ireland game. It was the same oh, night, of course. Right, they were okay. on the same group. And uh, I was driving back from Southampton. I had Adrian Dunham from Talksport on the radio with Sam Matterface and Leanne Sanderson. And then it went, when it went to 2-0, and then it went 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I remember being like, what's happening? A man, a dream. And everybody was just so shocked. So we're hoping to see more uh, from Norway. But this is the ideal game where Serena Viedman gets to experiment that little bit more. We've seen the likes of Mela Tissi, brilliant defender, by the way, brilliant defender yeah, future, from, future. Yeah, from Manchester United, uh, getting a call up to this camp along with Katie Robinson uh, forward for Brighton. Do you think those players get minutes? You've really put me on the spot there. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, it's a, going to be the last game of 2022. So why would she not give these players a run out and, you know, there you go, show me what you can do. Why do you deserve to be in this squad? I mean, their squad stacked, so... Yeah, she's brought these players in, so it's up to them to show show Serena like what they're made of. Can they compete at this level? Are they going to make this England squad better? So yeah, well the pressure's on them a little bit, but it'll be interesting to see. But I think I think that's the whole point in that now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like she's got to why why would she not? Um, you know the the experience that that all of these players have usually in the starting 11 and then you're starting to see the more inexperienced ones come on uh the, the, for example lauren james mm-hmm. Emily salmon um there are plenty more of it my mind's just stuck um you know do you want to see more of this yeah absolutely because the only way you're going to get experience is by playing so you have to give players game time to gain experience mm-hmm. it's the only way it works you know so She's got our, we know that Serena has got our starting 11. She's got our, this is my team and this is what I like. So it'll be interesting to see, does she tweak it a tiny bit for the World Cup or does she go no? But that's where I think she's got to use these games to see, is there anyone able, is anyone else going to step up? But we look at the likes of Elitoon. Elitoon will always come on the pitch. Alessia Russo won't always come on the pitch. So she knows that she trusts them. She knows that they are at the level. So is anyone else able to do what they're doing right now? It'll be interesting to see, does she think, do you know what Elitoon is on it? I seen her stats the other day for England and see it was, don't quote me, 26 caps, 15 goals. Yeah. So that's outrageous. So that's Aless- fantastic. Alessia is something of a similar nature, more goals than less games. Right. It's Alessia. Yeah. So um, you know, her, her, when you look mm-hmm. at her stats, it's like Vivian Amidama, yeah. like, you know, yeah, you know, so like many that has scored in a Euros final. Yeah. And she's won that. So she she's knocking at the door. I'm sure she's knocking at the door. Mm. You look now at the likes of Frank Harvey's had a few injury struggles. So will that fall in like Ella Toon's favour going forward? I don't know. But yeah, these are the players that she's bringing on to give experience. The only way you get experience is by playing. Yeah, so it is a tough one. Also in a, in a goalkeeper position as well. We know that Hannah Hampton rolled out uh, for now. And you've got Mary Earps, who's kept another clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to hand it to Mary Earps. She really rises to every single occasion, doesn't she? Yeah, and in fairness, she does, I think, maybe a couple of seasons ago. Did I think she would be England's number one? No. But she showed me. Mm-hmm. She has, but no damn credit to her. She's been fantastic. She's rising to the big occasion. She's coming up with big saves. 
she's got better, I think it's fair to say, with her distribution. You know, Hannah Hampton does get a lot of praise for her distribution. She's left foot, mm -hmm. right foot. Um, but that, that's probably where what Hannah has that edge on some of the players. But now they, they've added that to their game and obviously they're mentally strong. They're good goalkeepers. They can organise the team. They communicate with their defenders, midfielders. So, yeah, credit to Mary Earps. Um, we have to just touch quickly on the injuries as well. Leah Williamson still out with an injury, their captain, um, and also Lucy Bronze out as well. Um, have, have you felt that these players have been so missed from the squad or are you just, again, looking at the other options that Serena has around her? Well, again, it's the beauty of the, the friendly tournaments right now or friendly games is where you can make these changes and, you know, it gives the other girls time to recover from their injuries, but then it opens up the door for other players. So... It's fine. Look, I've got no doubt about it that when these girls are fit, when Lee is fit, when Lucy's fit, mm -hmm. they will come straight back into the team for competitive fixtures. So, yeah, but I think Sidney's quite happy because she gets this, gives her the chance, it's forced her hand. Okay, I get to see what these girls are like. I want you to not see Rachel Daly up front, but if yeah. you had the option to make one change from the whole side, make one change to their starting 11 who would it be why can't I have Rich up front though because <laughs> that, <laughs> that spoils the fun of the game when already right. that's what you would have but okay. you look at if I'm going to just keep it simple and what I went off there if Fran Carby is out right now struggling uh, with injuries and by the way she is quality mm -hmm. what a player she is frightening she's great but right now because of how she's done when she's been given her chances I play Ellison mm. I put Ellison in the 10 Okay. It took me a little bit to, I know she was a good player, and but after like the last season and watching the Euros, I've really warmed her and I think she's got a lot of potential. Yeah, I always respect as well. She's always got her lashes done. Oh, hi, hi. She's in her lashes. She likes her lashes yeah. and her lashes look good. Uh, so Ella Toon, congratulations. You get the call up from Rachel Littlejohn starting on 11. Um, let's uh, speak to some of the Lionesses now. Jeff Peters was at St George's Park ahead of the Lionesses trip to Spain. He spoke to Alex Greenwood, who's been reflecting on a great year for the Lionesses. It's been an incredible year for, for, for women's football and women's sport. Um, for us, it's, it's it feels like the year's gone really quickly but also gone really slow at the same time but I think it'd be a nice way to end the year um, you know obviously people getting opportunities in the team um, we obviously come into camp and still reflect on the summer and speak about it and it still puts a smile on your face so yeah I think it's probably a good time to to close the year on a positive but we have so much to look back on and be really proud of. Alex Greenwood there speaking to Jeff Peters. Russia, your thoughts on Alex Greenwood you know she sometimes flips in and out of that back line how has she been performing for you? I think you know what you get with Alex Greenwood. I think defensively she's she's got a lot better when you see her in this more central role. Your role there is to defend. We know going forward she's got so much quality. She's got a wand of a left foot. Honestly, like she that's one of my things that I really like about her heart. Um, like set pieces, for example, mm -hmm. like corners, free kicks. Uh, I don't think there's anyone that can actually do it the way Alex Greenwood does it. Uh, and, and the Barclays WSL. I know we've got your your other ones like your your Katie McCabe's. Katie's more of a rocket. Steph Catley's more of a higher sort of floaty one. The whip that Alex Greenwood gets on her delivery is fantastic. So I'm just going to put that out there. I love that about her. Would she be but, your set piece taker then? Absolutely. Who, yeah. who, who is for England? Great question. Well, she, I think she does take some. It depends what, what side it's at. But yeah. she does take some. Oh my God, it's really... We should really do our homework. No, it's not, is it? Must be Lucy Brown. No. Rachel no. Bailey. 
No, it's not rich. I think it depends where it is on the pitch, really. But yeah, I, I would have Alex in it because she's just, yeah, what, what a great delivery. Yeah. Uh, Lotta Wibbenmoy has also been speaking to Jeff Peters about being a lioness and where they are just now on their journey. Yeah, it's been an unbelievable year. Um, I think everyone who has joined us in this journey can um, can speak to that in each way that they've experienced it um, with us. Um, we're grateful for the fans. I think uh, without them, this journey doesn't feel as special. And uh, obviously we're going to be out in Spain this week, but um, we hope for as many um, people in England to be tuning in and and um, again, we hope to continue to inspire and continue to play our best football. Lotta Wibbenmoy there, Arsenal defender and Lioness star. Lotta Rusha we're seeing coming back into the Arsenal side because, of course, Leah Williamson, as we mentioned earlier, Rafa Souza, the Brazilian international, still out with their injuries. Um, she's got a lot to offer to the game, hasn't she, Lotta? Yeah, and I think Lotta's not shy of confidence herself. I think she really backs herself and she believes in her own ability. Um, she's played at Arsenal for since she was young, growing up. Like she's like doing her through and through, isn't she? So she's used to playing that that sort of type of football. She's confident in possession. She's got that burst of pace at the back. So for her, I think it's just working on the consistency. Game in, like every game she's playing, it's just being consistent, making sure she's switched on. There's there's no wee mistakes. Sometimes you see that they can creep into her game a few wee mistakes. It's just literally a, a lax concentration where she maybe just gives away a loose ball. That's what she just needs to work on. And I think it's mainly concentration, but she's got all the attributes to be a great defender. So, Okay, Linus is facing Norway tomorrow night. What do you think the result will be? I'm going to say 3-1 England. I want to see a few more goals, though, from that Norwegian side because, no, they've got it, they've got it in their locker, haven't they? They do. They do. I mean, it's frightening. That front line is frightening. To get so what? <laughs> Obviously, but what I think it's safe to say it wasn't working with the manager. Yeah. So when Hegarty said, what will she bring to the table? How will she get these superstars firing and playing together? We'll look forward to seeing how that happens. It is tomorrow night. The Lioness is against Norway. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2. My name's Shabana Hearn. In for Fake and others, Rusha Littlejohn is here. Up next, we're going to focus on the Republic of Ireland. Women's Football Weekly with Fake or others. Hi, I'm Ashley from Putnam Hotspur and you're listening to the Women's Football Weekly on TalkSport 2. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on TalkSport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shabana Hearn, in for Fake and others for the next few weeks. And Rusha Littlejohn from Aston Villa is with me as well. Don't forget, if you miss any of the shows, I've said it before and I will say it again, you can download our app, the TalkSport app, jump into the podcast and the Women's Football Weekly podcast is available for you there. You can take us anywhere with you, anywhere at all. Uh, Rusha, since you're here, I feel it's right that we spend a little bit of time focusing um, on the Republic of Ireland, who are also off on a camp at the moment. Yeah, they're in Marbella, living their best lives. <laughs> it's 20 degrees over there right now. They're all walking about in their shorts and t-shirt, and here we are. So, uh, Republic of Ireland facing Morocco in these international breaks. What is it Vera Pau, the manager of Ireland, will be looking to gain from a camp like this? Last one of the campaign. So you'll be looking to get a positive result. I think she'll be also, like we touched on with Serena, she'll be looking to, you know, give other players a shot. I think the main thing of the camp is to try and maybe play a different style, focus on, I mean, you know Ireland yourself, you've been at many games, you've seen how defensive we are. Love a defence. We love to, love you know, we part the bus, yeah. we part that bus. 
Uh, so maybe it'll be, she'll be wanting to see how we can play. Can we dominate more of the ball? Can we play in our opposition's half? Can we control the game? I think, obviously, that's what she'll be looking to do. It, it's good to see if you can trial that. But what's amazing is how the Ireland motto works, the mm-hmm. way that they have been doing it and the way that Vera has been doing it. And you're right, I've been to all of the all of the, the playoffs, which felt like there were 3,000 of them, leading to the World Cup. And that same approach to sit defensively, not, you know, just absorb it all. And then that one moment on the break, Ireland seemed to go 1-0 up and it wins them the game. Um, it works and it must be hard for a manager to try and stay away from that when it's working and you've qualified. I think that's fine though, but I think um, if you want to get better and you want to de- develop, you've got to add more to your uh, armour. Mm-hmm. So that's for us, it's something that we are well aware of and it's something that we've been trying to get better at. If you look at us maybe through the whole campaign to qualify, there was games where we did maybe have a bit more possession, we dominated the ball, but then when you're playing against the bigger teams, like Sweden, you know, it's, it can be backs against the wall. Mm-hmm. But then we've, we've been getting the opportunities where we, we hit teams on the counter and we've been getting a goal. We, we have a big threat at set pieces. We've got a lot of height in the team. We've got, like, Kate McCabe with the delivery. We've got Megan Campbell now with the throw-in, which is a weapon. So we've got a few things to our game. But, yeah, if we can just look after possession a bit more, control the ball, get our respite when we have the ball and be able to, you know, add a, a few b- different bits to our game. We're always going to be very good defensively. Let's, that's our strength. That's what we do. We are good at that. So we're always going to have that. But now can we add a wee bit more to our game? Um, just let's, you mentioned Megan Campbell there. And for a brief second, she went out of my head. Because I feel that it's a complete exclusive that you know why Megan Campbell has the throw-in that she has. Um, funnily enough, we were watching the Liverpool game and it was the Liverpool-Chelsea game and Megan Campbell was doing those throw-ins and causing havoc in the Chelsea box and they were getting penalties dished out. And then, of course, Liverpool beat Chelsea. Emma Hayes said at the full-time result, we knew about the Megan Campbell throw-in and we didn't deal with it. But the reason that she's got such an amazing throw-in is because... She's double-jointed. Yes. I know that was a trick question there, but yeah, she's double-jointed or something. So, like... But you told me also, like, our, our shoulders dislocate. Well, I think that's a part of it. Like, can, anytime I throw the ball and try and throw it far, it hurts my shoulders. Yeah. So, I don't know... It's not normal terrible. for your arms yeah. to go that far back. Yeah, but it's like a rocket. Rocket. And it's like a free kick. It's better than a free kick. It's harder to defend, and I don't know why. I'm not a clue why. I don't know if it's how it comes in at the height, the way it drops. I don't know, but everyone thinks it's, it's actually harder to defend than having a free kick. It's crazy. Um, and if you haven't seen it, of course you've seen it, but just jump on YouTube and have a look at Megan Campbell's throw-ins because it is the best thing to see. Stay with us and Google that. Um, I wonder if she has written an air contract for every, like, you know, like it's like somebody gets like, It's an assist. Sure, like, does it count? Yeah. yeah. Well, if she throws it straight in, it doesn't count, but if she throws it in and someone heads it in or taps it in, it's an assist. It's the same as a free kick. You cross the ball in and it's an assist. I'm Send sure. a message yeah. and tell an agent to sort that out in the next I'm sure it's in because... It, no what, way. Surely. Well, still, it's a set play, isn't it? It's a set play. So whether you hit a corner in, you get the assist if somebody scores. If you hit a free kick in and someone knocks it in, it's, it's an assist. So there's no different wow. from it being a throw in, I'm sure. That's Unless true. I'm talking waffle, but I'm pretty sure. It's just different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and the way she holds the ball as well, it's like a, it's like she's holding a bowling ball. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's basketball-y. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 intense. It's an intense thing to watch, but you're right. It's a weapon that Ireland have to unleash. And you guys open the World Cup 
It's Ireland opening the World Cup against Australia in Sydney. Have you let that moment sink in yet? We are aware of it. We are aware of it. And when the draw got made, we were actually, I was driving up to Birmingham for training. So I had the draw on the phone and it was on through the speaker. And I was like, so it was partly that it was meant to be another team because of how it works. They get moved into the other group and it turns out we play Australia. And then after a while, got up to training and that. And then you realise and you're reading the group messages. And it's like, all right, we're the opening game. It's like, all right, aye, we're the opening game. <laughs> so I think when it gets closer and closer to it, that's when it'll really sink in. But how exciting, it's amazing. We are going to have a World Cup and now we are actually opening it against the tournament hosts you're, in Australia. You're going to have to do an Ella tune and get your lashes done for that look. I will, and I'll get, my, I'll get my eyebrows done too, my nails. No, I can't I can't wait because obviously I'm going to, I'm definitely going, haven't booked flights yet, but I'm going, I'm going to do as much work as possible. I'm going to vlog it, I'm going to put it on YouTube. I'm going to get immersed in all of it. But I still can't quite believe that the opening game, because you've got to throw yourself back to the, the Euros in the summer when the Lioness has opened at Old Trafford and um, the, it was Austria, of course. And Austria have stuck in everybody's mind because they really rose to the occasion of opening uh, the Women's Euros. And they always had that sticking point over England. They have consistently had that sticking point mm -hmm. since opening the Euros. So I wonder if Ireland can use this moment and this platform to go, we are Ireland. We're here to represent. We're this tiny country that everybody, a lot of people want to be Irish or claim Irish in this world and really rise to the occasion. Is Vera Powell, your manager, mentioned anything about this yet? Well, obviously the girls are in camp right now, so I'm, I'm pretty sure they will be speaking about some stuff and they'll be going through the lead up to the World Cup and what it's going to look like. So obviously I'm not there, so I don't really know. But um, yeah, I'm sure they've spoken about it a bit. But I think for us, um, it will be interesting going forward. Obviously, we play our games at Tala, mm -hmm. and we only sold out there last game. 7,000? Yeah, 7, just 000. under 7,000? Yeah, 7,000. Uh -huh. Now we're going to Australia to play against, what, how big, big is that stadium? Six, 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 six. Some, I, know, I know it's one of, one of the bigger stadiums. So it's going to be beautiful. If that, yeah, if, if that's a seller, will we bottle it? Will we be okay? I'd like to think we'll be fine, but it could be new. Some some girls have played in front of packed houses before. Not everyone has. So I think that's maybe something that on this lead up to the World Cup, something that we're going to need to deal with, whether we're talking to psychologists, whether we get to actually do it in Ireland. I'm not sure, but it's going to be really interesting. Because in my head, I think it would be so easy to walk out there and just, because I'm fooling myself, I'd be like, oh, they're all here for me. But actually, when you have to play against Australia, who are an incredible side as well, who they, they'll be seeing themselves, we're going to win this. You know, we are here to win this. You've got Sam Kerr, you've got Caitlin Ford, you've got the rest of them. You know, that actually, they're such a strong side. It's a huge opportunity for Ireland. And I'm so excited. We will obviously be covering it here on uh, Women's Football Weekly because it'll be a huge moment when it comes. So please don't bottle it. Just don't do that. Right, be giving it a tell me, ma, when I go home. Uh, you're listening to Women's Football Weekly here on Talk Sport 2. My name's Shabana Hearn, Ireland's international and Aston Villa midfielder. Rochelle Littlejohn is here as well. Coming up next, we'll round up the rest of the week's news and look ahead to the return of the WSL. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Women's Football Weekly with Faker Others. Hi, I'm Leah Williamson from Arsenal Women and you can follow the WSL on TalkSport 2. Good evening, how are you? Hope you're having a good Monday. Hope you're enjoying the show. You're listening to Women's Football Weekly on Top Sport 2, the UK's only national radio show dedicated to women's football. My name's Shaban, in for fake and others for the next few weeks. And Rusha Littlejohn is here as well. Aston Villa midfielder on our way back to full fitness. Don't forget, we're available on a podcast as well. Plenty of places you can download us, but first head over to our Top Sport app. Download us now at your app store and uh, you can take us anywhere you want and listen back to the show whatever show you want to listen back to of course it's all available there on the talk sport app so very much so looking forward to the return of the wsl this weekend it's been a short and sweet international break but it is back and these games count all of these games ahead of us this weekend will really show where things are lying on the table for the second half of the season uh, Rochelle, let's start with Everton hosting Manchester City this weekend. We've seen highs mm-hmm. of Everton coming back to coming back to it, showing what they have to offer under Brian Sorensen, but then also so many loans. Yeah, look, I think it's not an overnight fix for Everton. They had a rough, rough season last year with all that was going on behind the scenes, managers, etc. More managers than goals. Yeah, so that's going to affect the squad and probably not in a very good way. So obviously Brian Sorison's come in and you can see that he's trying to implement how he wants his team to play. Mm-hmm. And I actually think he's he's good. It looks like the girls are quite fond of him. They've warned him quite well, but it's not just going to happen like that. It's going to take a bit of time. You, you could be looking and it could be after the season where it all starts to click, but this is the building blocks for him, do you know? So I think they will get points. I don't think they will be struggling. I think they'll be safe this season. He'll be probably, I'm going to say, round about mid-table. And that that's wow. great for a manager coming in. I'm wow. sure it is, yeah. yeah. I think City will win that. I think City are back in their sort of flow. They've got the rhythm again, so I don't I don't see them winning, but we could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um, the, the thing is about um, Everton as well is they've got some squad there. Like he, Brian Sorensen must come in and go, right, I need to make this work. Again, it's kind of like what we touched on in Norway. You've got some great players in there but then to work more as a team. Uh, Hannah Benison, for example, as well. She's one of the most expensive yeah. players, isn't she? Yeah. Do you know what? she? That, that was the thing with Everton. That probably also wasn't great, how they dealt last season. They got a lot of money, a lot of cash thrown at them, and I don't think they've done business well. 
I think they just kind of went for names. We'll take these names and didn't really think how that will how we'll blend and mould them all together as a team. So that kind of backfired on them. And I think obviously Brian Sorison doesn't have that kind of budget now. Mm-hmm. So he's working with the players that he's got. He's obviously brought in a few. Obviously not at that price that the other players were last season. But yeah, Hannah Benson for me is one of the brightest youngsters in the WSL. Really? She's she's really, really good. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, again, it's just her consistency and confidence. And um, I think if she, she gets that right, she will be, honestly, she will, the, the top teams, I think, will be sniffing about her one day. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's hope she can deliver. Because it's it's taking those moments then against the likes of Manchester City and stepping up. Um, I just wanted, just while we're on the subject of Everton, I had um in the, in the last section, I wanted to just mention Tony Duggan uh, expecting our first child. She's four months pregnant and um, it was her... The most nerve-wracking thing is that she had to speak to her coach before she spoke to her mum. And that feels like something we're seeing more and more of. It was just in the in the front page of uh, the, the WSL news. And, and I thought, what a, how amazing now that we're starting to see these mums coming into the WSL. Like Emma Mitchell, your former um, teammate, plays for Scotland. Uh, and is it Reading? You know, she's had a baby, um, baby Ennis, and she's come back to football and she's gone back to the international squad. And teams are now starting to see it as more of a possible option because it's something that's not happened much in the WSL. Look, if you look at America, they've been doing this for years, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And everyone's always been behind. But it's also, it's a, it's known, can you do it? You know, say you're on a one-year contract to your contract. It's so hard because you're not technically guaranteed a new contract. You could go away, have your child, and then then what do you do? You know, so there, there's always been that worry, I think, for female players. But it's good that things are now changing. Um, obviously, there's a law in place now, isn't there, with yeah. your maternity stuff in that. But now, for, well, for me, it's, you would like to see girls, female players that are getting security with, like, three-year contracts where they know it's not an issue that they can go and have a child and then come back and still play for another two, two seasons or however it, however it works. Yeah. Never had that before. Yeah. So. No, it's, it's interesting to see it happen. And Tony Duggan's one of those names. She's a, she's a household name really here in this country and people like that being able to set an example and say I can be at both you know I can I can be a women's footballer and I can be a mother and we're starting to see that more and more but when I read that article I wanted to speak about it tonight because it's been interesting to see so fair play to her I'm sure Brian Sorison would be like okay okay so you've told me before you've told your mum um but that's just <laughs> I suppose the way it is uh, like you say Manchester City starting to find that little bit of form as well um, but again, they had that sticky start to the season, but see the players that Gareth Taylor has. Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. Yeah, Jeez yeah. Louise. You need obviously a few signings, brought in a few few new players, few Spanish ones. And I think they're now, look, it takes time. It's a different kind of league. It's such a different league from in Spain. It's more physical. It's probably a bit faster. So these players have to adapt. Obviously, they had their shaky start to the season against Villa, Villa Park when nobody's seen that coming. <laughs> um, Good so, yeah, like that, they've seen that as three points dropped. Um, but I think after that, it's kind of, you know, it's coming together for them again. And, yeah, I'm sure, I don't really think they will win the league. I'm going to put that out there. They won't win the league this season. I'm going to say they'll finish third. Right. Oh, yeah. Which means you'd be putting Manchester United below. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, Matt, yeah. let's go there next because Arsenal, of course, are playing Manchester United at the Emirates this Saturday evening. Right. Can't wait for that. Going to this one. Got it sorted. Kids looked after. It's going to be an absolute belter. And I'm really hoping that we see the Emirates pumping the way we did 
uh, with the Spurs game. 33,000 tickets been sold so far. 33,000, yeah. that's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you're hoping that that's going to just keep, keep on. Yeah. Get to 40,000, that'd be a great number. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because then it means Arsenal are maintaining that. Yeah. You know, they're maintaining a minimum 40k sale when they are going to the likes of the Emirates. And it's been brilliant to go and see, hasn't it? We were at the North London Derby. Um, watching the Arsenal beat Spurs 4-0 that day. It was a Sunday afternoon. It had it all. And the, the difference is, is now coming into a Saturday evening game. It's a headliner. Manchester United have just dropped points now this season against Chelsea uh, before the international break. So what do you think when it comes to Arsenal-Manchester United? Is there still a long way to go between United and these big teams? I think United are on the right path, but they're not there yet. That's my smack me in the face but no I think Arsenal have got too much strength right now Arsenal are flying I think it's going to take something special from United to stop them obviously though it's it's good timing actually for United maybe yeah, as you look at all great. the Arsenal players that are the defenders that are out the defenders that are out and you yeah, think about Ella Toon yeah, yeah like yeah, now you mean about that yeah I but I do, I do think Arsenal going forward are still extremely dangerous and I would actually worry for some of United's Backline against Arsenal's informed players. Who are you talking about here? Well, I think you look at the likes of Freda Manham has come into her own. Fair she's flying. Fair Absolutely flying. You've got Beth. Yeah. Okay. Stina, she, she stretches defences. Stretches defences. She's very good at that. Who else have we got? Caitlin, Caitlin Ford. Ford is the, oh, the phenomenal yeah. uh-huh. Caitlin She's the Ford. most underrated player in the league, I think. Maybe ever in the world. In the world, in the world, yeah. <laughs> But you see her now and she scored. Honestly, see this league? It takes for you to score a few Belter goals before people go, aye, she is a good player. And she's been she, non-stop. I know. Her work great assists. She'll defend. She will attack. She'll score goals. She loves just floating that ball into the far corner. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what's hysterical is that she always steps up at the Emirates? We've oh, seen yeah, some yeah, unreal yeah. moments from Caitlin Ford at the Emirates. Um, I, I love her. I think I think she's great. And yeah, you're right. I mean, she co- she could cost... Manchester United is backline a bit a bit of trouble, but mm. you have to then look at Arsenal's backline without Leah Williamson, without Rafa Souza. Yep. I actually think when you've got Ella Toon, Alessia Russo, Nikita Paris mm-hmm. all up front for Nikita United. Paris has got a point to prove. She's oh. coming back to the Emirates back to, to the club, yeah. You know, to use use her role here. I'm a player and I can play, and she'll be looking to, you know, prove her point. But yeah, Alessia Russo up front. I think she will, if she's on her day, Alessia Russo can be a handful because she's physical. Mm-hmm. She holds the ball up well. If Ella Toon's on her day, we've just spent a whole segment speaking about her. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to see. Uh, Arsenal against Manchester United at the Emirates this Saturday night. I can't wait. Uh, also, Chelsea against Spurs. The big talking point is the fact that Emma Hayes might be returning to the dugout um, following her hysterectomy. She's been recovering at home. Um, Paul and Denise Reddy have been taking charge of things uh, in the dugout at Chelsea. Emma Hayes has been there through live link, but she put out a statement last week just saying, I can't do this from home stuff much longer. You know, I'm losing my mind. I need to get back there. So there's a lot of hope that she will return for the Spurs game, likely to be at the bridge, of course, as well. So um, Chelsea Spurs... I mean, Spurs are feeling a bit high because they battered Brighton 8 0 a couple of weeks ago. Then Hope Powell stepped down, but do they have enough to rival Chelsea? Chelsea are too strong. Chelsea, Chelsea are too strong for me. Chelsea have had their spell there where Emma Hayes isn't in the building, but it shows how her team works. It shows how tight that the, the, the coaches are too, that if she can go away, obviously she's on computers, she's on the screens speaking to them still. But that she can still get the best out of her players doing that is fantastic. So I'm sure when she comes back, that's going to give everyone a boost. 
Emma's back. They'll be buzzing. Mm-hmm. They, they'll be looking to put on a show for Emma. And obviously, it's, it's another derby, London derby as such. So I just don't think that Spurs have the strength that Chelsea have. I still don't get their building. Yeah. And they've come a long way. And I think Rianne Skinner is a great coach. And she's got them playing good football. She's got them organised. And they'll be buzzing that they got the eight goals because that's the only thing that's been missing from their games is goals. So they'll be happy. Obviously, they'll be confident coming into the Chelsea game. But for me, I think Chelsea are just ahead right now. But anything can happen. Like anything, anything, anything can happen. We've seen in the guys. We've seen Brentford there the other day and the guys in the Brem. Mm-hmm. 98th minute goal. Like, that's why we play football. That's why we love football because nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Nothing's guaranteed. I feel like we, we won't have enough time to, to really look into Brighton and Liverpool. Can I get a prediction? I'm going to put Spanard in the box and say Liverpool. Ooh, West you know Ham. No, I'm going to go for a draw. draw. A draw. Yeah. Sitting on the fence. West Ham, Leicester? West Ham. Yeah, West Ham looking good at the moment under big Paul Koncheski. Uh, let's talk about your side, Aston Villa, just quickly. Facing Reading, how are they preparing for this game at the weekend? Well, obviously, it's an international break. A lot of people have been away. The girls at home have been training well, um, just kind of getting touches on the ball and working more individually, I'd say. So it'd be nice to get everyone back as a team and then we can sort of prep and... Yeah, it's a big game. Big could, game. Could be a sticky one, you know, Reading. Oh, Reading are, are, are a tough team. They've yeah. got they've got a really good team when you look at it, but they're looking to again just gel together. Mm-hmm. And obviously they'll be looking at this game going, This is a must, this is a must win. We must get three points from Villa. But we are looking and saying the same. So it's going to be exciting. Well, good luck uh, to Aston Villa this weekend, Russia Little John. Aston Villa, Villa midfielder, recovering from injury, hopefully back soon. Have a good one. I can't believe we've just spoken for an hour. We could keep talking all night, but we must go. Uh, thank you to Rusha. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Jeff Peters, producer Will, and of course, you as always for listening. And don't forget, if you've missed any of the show because it was so good, you need to listen again. Download the podcast or jump onto the TalkSport app. You can listen back to the whole show there again. Coming up next year on TalkSport 2, it's a special episode of The Ruck. <laughs> 